How much water should I drink? Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Our Ketogenic Life. Uh, today we are going to talk about water. Uh, a lot of times, and this includes myself, is it's something that's overlooked, that's important, and we probably don't get enough of it. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, benefits of water. Uh, what exactly is dehydration? Uh, do you need water or do you need to have some kind of like commercial uh, Gatorade or Powerade uh, to get you to performing well? And uh, we're going to uh, answer these questions uh, to, on today's uh, episode. Now, if you remember, uh, if you've been listening to us last few weeks, you know that we are transitioning into something more inclusive, uh, more than just about diet. Uh, we're going to be including a lot of different things as far as you know, your overall health and water being one of them. And uh, one of the things that we have uh, in our coaching program, in our book, if you're uh, interested in getting our book, it's in the link, is uh, our four pillars of health and exactly how you can incorporate those four pillars of your health uh, into your lifestyle so that you can make better choices uh, so that you can live a happier, healthier life. And uh, more importantly, you know, serve God the way that he wants us to serve him. So I look forward to doing that. Uh, that transition is still in the process. Uh, I've been kind of dragging my feet, I guess, a little bit and getting a logo made and uh, getting some uh, back end work done. But that's in the process and our new website's going to be coming up hopefully by the end of this week. So uh, you can look forward to that. It's on uh, KevinDavisHealth.com. And, uh, you know, check it out. Uh, let me know what you think about it. You can always get in contact with us through our social media. Uh, and, you know, what we really appreciate is if you find these podcasts helpful, if you find that, uh, you know, you found some benefit, uh, please like and share. Uh, leave us a comment. Uh, we'd love to hear comments uh, from our uh, listeners uh, just to see, you know, are we hitting the topics that you want to be uh, listening to? So that's our goal is to give you the information that you want to have. Uh, sometimes we do the things that we want to because we know it's important. Uh, but sometimes there's something that uh, may be interesting to you uh, that we haven't done a, a, a podcast or a YouTube video on. So just reach out to us. We would love to hear from you and uh, see how we could help you. Now, I think the first thing we need to talk about with water, and I've got some stuff written down here, is what is the benefits of water? Uh, why do we need to drink water? Um, you know, one of the things that I think is important is it, it improves your performance. You know, if you're doing some kind of exercising, uh, it's going to improve your performance. Um, you know, losing 2% of, of your body's weight in water is going to drastically reduce your performance. I think it's like less than 15%. They did a study on uh, some cycling, uh, cycle uh, people, and they... Um, their performance decrease just by losing, you know, a few percentage points of their body weight in water. Uh, it affects your energy. It affects your brain health. You know, a lot of the detox can happen uh, through your kidneys. And I think uh, having 
uh, that uh, affects your energy. Uh, it can affect your mood. Uh, you know, if you're dehydrated, uh, you just don't feel as well. And if you don't feel as well, just like we've talked about with our four pillars of health, if you don't have everything that's clicking the way it should, you're not going to feel your optimal. You may get by and you'll be able to do the things that you want to do, but you're not going to feel optimal. That's that's kind of like what we're going for is what decisions can we make to make you, uh, what can decisions can you make to make you feel the best that you can? Uh, a lot of times with uh, headaches, uh, it can uh, help prevent headaches. You know, if you're if you're dehydrated, you're more uh, inclined to have headaches. Uh, of course, constipation is a big one. Uh, you know, if you're having problems with your bowels, you know, it could be just a lack of water. You know, a lot of times we'll go to the doctor's office or the pharmacy and try to get something to help constipation. And it could be just that we're not drinking enough. Uh, so something simple can do. And, and let's just stop here for just a second is, you know, we talk about the four pillars of health. We talk about medication. We talk about supplements. We talk about so many different things that sometimes it's complicated. You know, you know, what foods should you eat? Uh, should you be on a keto, paleo, carnivore? You know, what kind of supplements should you take? How much should you take of the supplements? Uh, you know, and those are the questions that we can answer for our, our clients. But sometimes it boils down to just doing the simple things and getting enough water. And we're going to talk about how much water you should be taking in is something simple that everybody can do. So, you know, sometimes we overcomplicate things. And, you know, I don't think that it's good that we do that. Uh, the other thing that it helps is uh, kidney stones. Uh, you know, if someone has kidney stones, uh, it can cause problems, uh, you know, being uh, dehydrated. And we're going to talk about what dehydration is in just a second. But, you know, if you have any of these things and uh, you're, you're struggling, you know, just start by uh, taking in some water. And in just a minute, we're going to talk about how much you should take in. But, uh, you know, start simple. And that's usually what we try to do with our clients as well, too. We kind of start peeling back the onion uh, uh, layers. And, you know, in, uh, on the outside, uh, of course, is drinking water. That's one of the things like quitting sugar. That's one of the first things we try to do uh, before we go uh, deep dive into, you know, recommended supplements and, and different things like that. So let's talk about water in your body. All right. Uh, roughly, your body is made up around 60 to 67 percent water. Depends on what you read. But, you know, we're talking about that ballpark is, is that's how much it is as far as um the uh, amount of water. Now, where is this water located? And that's important to know. Uh, it's important to know exactly where this water is located in your body because it's going to make a difference on how we're going to treat these. So water inside the cell, two-thirds of the uh, 60%, two-thirds of that 60% is water within the cell. Uh, and if you remember from previous podcasts, and if you didn't, I'll remind you, you have millions of cells in your body. So this is where most of your water is located. Uh, two-thirds of the water is on the outside of the cell. Now, out of that two-thirds, let's get a little complicated, so uh, you know, just bear with me. So we're talking about, you know, about 20% of the water, uh, about 25% of that outside of the water that's in the uh, in your body that's outside the cell is made up of your blood. So that's about eight percent of your total water uh, uh, in your body. Uh, the rest of that is in your interstitial fluid, which is the uh, um, the uh, 
fluid that's outside uh, the cells as well. And uh, in like uh, space, we call that the space in between the cells. Uh, it's not your plasma. Your plasma is more of your blood. Uh, but the rest of that is uh, the space in between your cells, and that's the interstitial fluid. And then the rest of it is met, is in your digestive tract in your central uh, spinal fluid. So you got two-thirds of the water that you have in your body that's inside your cell. You got one-third of that water that's uh, outside the cell. Uh, about a, a quarter of that is of your blood. That's your plasma. And then 60% of the, the fluid that's outside your cell uh, is in the interstitial fluid. And that's just the space in between all the cells, not including uh, your plasma. So hopefully that didn't kind of, you know, complicate things for you. But you know that's kind of like what we're talking about. And, that's, and it's important to know that because of this next point. Uh, the next point is what is the difference between like dehydration and volume de depletion? Two important different things, especially in the medical field. Uh, there, there, it's very important that we know those things because in the medical field, that's how we treat uh, things, especially people in the ICU or trauma and things like that. So dehydration is just water loss only. That's the water that's that's been lost. Uh, it's uh, mostly in um, uh, interstitial uh, fluid, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, it's mostly in, inside the cell um, that's lost. Volume depletion is the extracellular fluid. Uh, that includes like your electrolytes and stuff. That's the space in between the cells. And that's kind of like uh, including the blood. So that's why it's important to know the difference between the, the dehydration, and that's the intracellular fluid, and the de uh, volume depletion, which is the extracellular fluid. So when we talk about in the hospital, which we're not going to talk about now because it's, it's very complicated, uh, and that's why they, they have, uh, like in your ICU, they have uh, catheters in everybody because they want to know how much fluid is getting uh, out of their body because we're going to talk about how you lose fluid but uh, when you're talking about how much going in with through several IVs how much is uh, being uh, urinated out so it gets really complicated as far as that process so we're going to talk about just like you know the real world uh, the things that you and I experience on a daily basis not being in the hospital um, and one of the important things I think uh, that uh, that I found is uh, looking at some studies. They did some studies as far as like nurses and, and docs and things like that in the hospital, uh, looking at just looking at someone's urine and trying to guess if they're dehydrated or not. And uh, they couldn't come up with a conclusion with that. You know, they, they were all over the place on the study. Uh, there was no conclusive uh, way to look at a urine to see if you're dehydrated. You know, so if you're uh, urinating really dark urine, doesn't mean necessarily that you are dehydrated. So I think it's important to know that that, uh, as we move on, that that cannot be, uh, de uh, you cannot depend on that as far as uh, whether you are um, dehydrated or not. Again, we're not talking about volume depletion. That's usually when you have blood loss and things like that. We're just talking about dehydration. So if you are dehydrated and you're not drinking enough water, where is that, where is that water going? Well, first and foremost, the most common place that you lose uh, water is in your urine. Of course, when you uh, urinate, uh, that's mostly water. It also has electrolytes and things like that. The other thing is sweat. And it's going to be important that we know that in just a minute because uh, depending on uh, if you're sweating a lot or a little, uh, depends on the humidity and the heat and things like that. It depends on really what the best treatment option for that. 
And then one that's most uncommon that people don't think about is her respiratory. Uh, you know, if you're very active, uh, you're going to uh, become more dehydrated. So remember when, it, when it's really hot and humid, uh, well, let me back up. When you're when you're having respiration and you're having increased respiration, um, you know that's how your body is getting rid of CO2. You know carbon dioxide. You you know everybody knows that you breathe in oxygen, uh, you breathe out carbon dioxide. Well, with that carbon dioxide, you're also breathing out some of, the, of water vapor. So when you're doing something uh, very active, uh, and it really depends on are you in a very hot human environment or are you in a colder environment are you wearing a lot of clothes or are you not wearing a lot of clothes so a lot of that depends on you know what the environment looks like as far as your respiration but that's important to know that you know you can lose some water through that channel as well and if you do uh, you need to make sure that you're you're getting hydrated like you should so how, the next question is, how much water uh, should I drink? Well, you know, that's all over the place as well. I don't think there's really one specific thing because you have to look at uh, what's going on in your life at that time. You know, what your, le what your level of water uh, intake should be today, it, it may be different than in a couple of days from now. You know, today you may, uh, you know, if it's Sunday and uh, you're going to church and you're coming home and you're just sitting on the couch, you're not doing anything, you know, your water uh, requirements is not going to be as much as if it's a, uh, uh, you know, a Tuesday evening. Uh, it's middle of summer. It's hot and humid and you're going out and you're playing basketball uh, or you're playing around with your kids in the in the uh, in the yard. You know, you're going to lose more water. So it's important to know what the environment looks like as far as having the requirements for that. So you have to look at what kind of activities you're doing? Are you sitting around or are you up doing things? Uh, what's your environment looks like? What's the temperature? What's the humidity? What kind of clothes are you wearing? But overall, I think from all that I've read on this subject is you can probably uh, gather around two to three liters per day is what you should be taking in. Now, females, you know, who are uh, a smaller stature than, than a guy usually, you know, they don't have to take in as much. So, you know, but I think if, if you if you look at two to three liters, I think that's fine. You know, as far as like overdoing it on water, uh, I don't really think that you there. I mean, you can overdo it on water. Uh, I have been in a rotation um, like at a psychiatric hospital and uh, some uh, some of the um, patients there were drinking water constantly. And, um, you know, when you're drinking a lot of water it dilutes everything and when you're diluting things then like your your sodium and and things like that can actually be affected and can cause problems uh if you are you know uh, doing a lot of activity and you're really overdoing on water you know it's possible that you can do it but usually i don't think that's something that we really have to worry about you know a lot of us are are not in that category uh, so if you're if you're concerned about if you're drinking too much water, you can always ask your provider. You know, with anything else, what we talk about here is not we're not, uh, you know, your provider as far as like telling you directly what to do. We're just kind of giving you some guidelines and some uh, things for informational uh, purposes. So two to three liters is probably a good uh, starting point as far as where how much water you should be drinking. In if you want to know, you know, where to start from. So what are some signs of dehydration? Well, I think one of the first signs that you have from dehydration is your heart rate starts to increase. Now, I currently 
wear an Aura ring. That's O-U-R-A. And it measures uh, things like your your temperature and things like that. But, uh, you know, and that's the second point on that. But with your heart rate, you know, if, you, if your heart rate is, is going up 10 beats more per minute than what you're normally doing at a certain activity or at rest, you know, it could be signs of dehydration. And that's something that you can kind of look at and see uh, for yourself. You can just take your own pulse, see what it is uh, beating in, you know, um, in one minute, uh, kind of make a log of that. And if you are having times where you think you may be dehydrated, and your blood and your uh, pulse rate goes up. It could be a sign of that. As I mentioned on the aura ring, uh, you, you know your body temperature can increase. You know it tells me on my aura ring. You know if my body's uh, uh, temperature has increased, you know some zero point uh, point zero point five, uh, you know one or two degrees, it can kind of tell me that. Um, and then also if you're uh, if you're doing some kind of activity. Uh, Let's say like, you know, for me, I work out on a daily basis. You know, if I'm finding that my workouts aren't where they uh, should be and I think they should, you know, I feel rested, I've been eating well, but they're just not, you know, clicking like it should, it could be a sign of dehydration. So remember, it can affect your performance. Uh, so if you're trying to get healthy, if you're incorporating the four uh, pillars of health and you're, and you're having times where you're having uh, decreased performance, you know, make sure you're not, it's something as simple as drinking water. It may not uh, need to drink more protein or increase your creatinine or you know something like that it could be just drinking more water so let, let, let's talk a little bit about treatment so this is the interesting part that i thought of um, you know with water what i found uh, from my research is you know if you are basically um, exercising less than an hour Water is just all you need. Uh, you're not going to lose a lot of the electrolytes. You know, unless you're doing a really intense workout and you're sweating uh, profusely, uh, maybe it's hot, uh, you know, but if you're not somebody who is working out uh, that hard for an hour, more than likely you don't need the uh, supplements of like Gatorade and Powerade and things like that uh, as far as like uh, for your electrolytes. Uh, drinking just water should be fine. Uh, you know, some people talk about like, uh, I need to have some energy, uh, you know, substances for my workout and they have like glucose in uh, or sugar in some of these drinks. I don't think you really need that as well too because you got glycogen stored in your muscle and your liver and that could be used for energy. I do that every morning morning and I don't use any kind of like pre-work or I don't use any kind of like uh, Gatorade Powerade and things like that. Now let's say that you are one of those individuals that you are going to be working out on a, a, a moderately to heavy uh, a level for more than an hour. Then you probably need to add some electrolytes. Uh, the main electrolyte you need to think about is sodium. That's salt, uh, part of salt. Um, this is one that you lose the most. So you want to make sure that if you are supplementing with some kind of like electrolyte powder uh, that you want to do it with something uh, that has sodium in it. The other two things that are important to use is magnesium and potassium. Uh, magnesium, I, I would really consider doing that at a different time. Uh, take, like I take magnesium every day. I take it at nighttime. Uh, it's supposed to help with your sleep as well too. So uh, magnesium, you kind of need to re, uh, you need to pre-treat that and have enough magnesium magnesium in your body because it's over involved with over like 400 different reactions in your body so it's used up quite a bit and then the potassium is usually within uh, some kind of like electric electrolyte powder that you can drink to kind of supplement the, the uh, process of when you're working out but unless you are doing um 
heavy workouts for a longer period of time, you probably don't need to invest in doing, uh, you know, the, the sport drinks. Uh, I would probably not recommend, you know, from what I've read, that there's a lot more sugar uh, in uh, the uh, Powerade and the uh, Gatorades than there are in other uh, drinks. Um, I usually, I don't use these, so I'm not really up to speed in as far as like exactly which one's the best. Um, but I, I would, you know, for the majority of my audience, I think that are listening right now, I, you know, I think I would just do the water and not have to worry about it. If you need some more, uh, you know, you can get some just electrolyte powder that has sodium uh, or potassium in it, and that should be fine as far as uh, your activity level. Now, if you are one that does, uh, you know, um, I have a client who does uh, uh, trail running, and what I mean by trail running, I mean he runs like 30 miles up and down hills and things like that, and uh, we've had to do some things with him differently to kind of give him some of the electrolytes and actually some sugar because, you know, he's running for you know hours at a time and you burn through that gly- that glycogen that stored glucose in your muscle and your liver uh and you know w- you know has about 2000 calories to it so he's somebody who would you know need something for you and I who work out you know I work out from 30 to 45 minutes in the mornings I don't need that I don't need to have that I just need to make sure that I'm drinking water and I think the more the most important things that you could do is uh, make sure that you pre-treat. So even before you start exercising, have some water in you. So when you get behind as far as dehydration, it's hard sometimes to catch up if you're doing an extensive workout. Now, a lot of people uh, say like for glucose, and we talked about just a second ago, you know, you have some glucose that's stored of glycogen in your muscle, in your liver. So again, if you're doing a workout less than an hour, you probably don't need to have uh, that extra glucose that a lot of people uh, use in those um little gel squirts that you know you just open up and squirt it in your mouth and you know a lot of that can upset your stomach some of it has uh, maldextrone in it which causes some gi symptoms and um you know I, I would really try to stay away from that again if you're if you're working out hard more than an hour and it's an extensive intense workout you may need to do something different but i think that's when you need to get some uh, counsel from somebody who knows what they're doing to help guide you through that process so you know, I hope this has helped. Oh, one last thing I forgot on the glucose. You know, if you're working out to lose weight and you're taking in glucose, well, you're not burning that stored glycogen. So I, I really think you're defeating the process as far as, you know, trying to get to a point where, you know, you're burning up through the sugar and then you want to start burning some of the fat for fuel. Uh, so I, I think it's important that you look at that too. What is your goal with this? Uh, and I know it's a little bit more than just off the topic of just drinking water, but I think it's important that, you know, with the things that we're doing with our lives, you know, what is our goal with this? You know, is our goal uh, to be a top athlete to win uh, races or is our goal to finish and just be healthy? And that's what my goal is with most of the things that I'm doing. So I'm competitive, but I want to compete against myself. I'm not out there really to win races and, you know, uh, how much someone can lift. So that's, that's kind of like where I'm at, you may be different. And if you have different goals, then maybe we need to talk about, you know, how we can help you reach your goals. 
So hopefully that's helped a little bit for water. Uh, there's different kinds of water. You know, I think uh, if we're talking about, uh, you know, what kind of water should you be drinking? Uh, I think just, you know, regular water would be fine as far as like from tap. Just make sure it's, you know, uh, you know, it's filtered. You know, we uh, make sure that, you know, it's not have any contaminants in it. Uh, you know, I think one thing I think you need to stay away from a lot is uh, bottled water and plastic because uh, there's so many toxins associated with that. Uh, and that's one thing that I really need to get away. It's convenient and I know it. That's why I use it as well, too. Uh, and the other thing is like flavored water. Uh, a lot of uh, people, if you're if you're coming from a point where you've never drank water, you don't like the taste of it and you drink and pop or whatever it may be and you want to start getting healthier. You know, I think adding some non-caloric uh, sweeteners is a good uh, bridge to get you to drinking just water. Uh, you know, uh, start using you know, use those uh, flavored waters. You know, with with it in mind, you're just going to do this for short term, and it's not going to be something you're going to do for the rest of your life. But to help you get you from pop to water, drinking some non-caloric uh, flavored water is probably okay to use as a bridge. So. Today we're going to turn our attention to something uh, in our catechisms. Uh, we are going to talk about, um, let's see, today we're going to talk about for whom, did Christ, whom, for whom did Christ obey and suffer? For those whom the Father had given him. So, you know, when, when Christ went to the cross and uh, he, he died for our sins, um, you know, the, the one thing that, that he did, he, he made that sacrifice by choice. He didn't have to do that. He made it by choice. And he made it for you and he, he made it for me. And, you know, he obeyed uh, God in what God wanted him to do. He had to suffer. And sometimes that happens with us, too. You know, sometimes we don't want to do what, what God wants us to do. We want to do what we want to do. But Christ led by example that we should be doing what God wants us to do. And sometimes it's not all, all you know, roses. Sometimes there's uh, uh, times when we obey Christ and, uh, you know, we have to suffer. And that's just something that we have to be prepared to do here while we're here on earth. So just just know that during this perilous times with all the things going on overseas, the gas prices and just all things going on. Just look to him, obey him uh, and continue to obey him uh, because you know that he uh, what the ultimate end is for us to be in heaven with him. So. Hopefully that's helped today, guys. Uh, hopefully that has given you some ideas as far as water, uh, give you a background why it's important, how much you should be taking in, and uh, things to look for as far as dehydration and make sure that you're getting uh, enough water in your system depending on your activity level, humidity, and things like that. Anyway, you guys have a great day, and we will see you guys next week. Remember, be fit, be faithful. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.